I hope you enjoy the upcoming content that we'll have for you on today's episode. I think you'll get quite a bit out of it. And know that today's episode is brought to you by the Swim Master Melody Course at successwithmusic.com. If you are in the songwriting game, if you are in the production game, make sure you understand what it takes to create a melody before you get to mastering and mixing and all that man it all starts with a powerful melody check it out today it is absolutely worth the investment the swim master melody course at successwithmusic.com hey let's get to the show this is swim success with music What's going on, music fam? This is Success With Music. I am Walt. I am your music coach, your cold temperature dweller. You're just moved into a new house, but may have to leave for warmer weather cellar. Man, this cold temperature right here. Oh, my goodness. Hey, let's dive in. Hey, I appreciate you guys tuning into the podcast today, man. This is Walt. This is Swim Success with Music. This is a podcast for singers, musicians, beat makers, writers, producers. Yo, we are about that music life. And hey, man, I am super excited for today because we have a special guest. And that special guest is Bobby Borg. We're going to get to that interview in just just a moment, man. Bobby is a beast. He's a music marketing specialist. He's a musician. He knows about how to get your music out there in front of the right people. He knows how to build audiences, gain fans. So, man, you want to tune into this episode today. Share the episode, man, because Bobby will be dropping some serious knowledge. All right, before we get to Bobby's segment here in his interview, I always like to start the show with some fun and interesting information. And so at the time when this podcast is being recorded, Bitcoin is headed downhill. So if you're familiar Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency everyone's been talking about. Maybe you have to. Did you buy any? I, I'm not going to lie. I, I want some. I don't. I don't have any. But as the uh, the Bitcoin as it's risen in terms of value, everyone wanted to get in because it's like, man, if I invested X right now, it'll be whatever times X. But that is actually going the opposite way. Now it's not as hot. Apparently some regulation issues or scares are kind of pushing the value back. I didn't want to really focus in on the, the Bitcoin thing specifically, but uh, big Bitcoin again is a, a cryptocurrency and it's just, um, I'm going to give you my definition here. It's kind of an online or virtual monetary system that allows for quick and trusted transfers for money. But here, here's why I'm bringing this to the podcast today. I'm thinking, ah, Bitcoin, that has, that has nothing to do with that music life. But there is a cryptocurrency crossover for us musicians. Hey, I'm going to read you an, an article from a website called payments.com. They spell their website P Y. 
M-N-T-S.com. So again, this article segment comes from payments.com. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read some information about cryptocurrency. And just a quick FYI, cryptocurrency uh, the technology behind it, it's called blockchain, blockchain. So again, I'm not going to go deep into that. It's just way too complicated. So just keep it in mind as I read this little segment. All right, here we go. There are a few blockchain based solutions for getting musicians paid out more easily for the content they create. As of last week, Bitmark a crypto startup that uses blockchain technology to enable property rights for digital assets has partnered with Asia's largest streaming platform, KKBox, to create a mechanism for artists to see instant payments when their songs are streamed on the service. All right. So that's the end of that little segment there. So the point being is that, you know, the Bitcoin craze is actually spawning some other things out there, meaning as you're putting your music up online and people purchase it, man, you can wind up getting instant payment versus waiting for the payments to be collected and going through some type of uh, credit card entity. Um, Maybe in the future, instead of money, man, we'll be getting that cryptocurrency. And hopefully it's not Bitcoin as of right now. If it turns around, then uh, yeah, I'm all about that Bitcoin life. But with that, man, let's go ahead and get into our main segment for today. I mentioned that we have a special guest on the line today. It is Bobby Borg. That's B as in boy, O-R-G. Bobby is a music specialist and his area of expertise is music marketing. And for today's segment, you're going to hear some inside information that comes directly from Bobby's new book. It's called Music Marketing for the DIY Musician. You're going to hear a lot about that as we go along and also some insight that you can use to help push your brand, your band, your persona, your performance, your act, whatever, to the next level. Give it a bigger audience. Man, let's get into it. Hey, Swim audience. This is Walt. This is Success With Music, and we have an incredibly special guest today. His name is Bobby Borg. Bobby Borg is the author of Music Marketing for the DIY Musician. Again, that's music marketing for the DIY Musician. I wanted to have Bobby on today because he is an absolute genius when it comes to music marketing. And for those of us who are looking to expand who is hearing our music, we need resources and tools and and insight that will help us get that done. And Bobby is the guy that you absolutely need to to listen very closely to today. So, Bobby, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you joining the SWIM podcast today. Thank you so much for coming here today. Yes, and thank you very much for having me, and hello to all your guests out there listening. Awesome. Hey, I appreciate that. And again, Bobby is an expert on marketing and music, and I want to jump into a few questions for uh, Bobby today, but I'm hoping that these questions will start to reveal some things that 
our listening audience needs need to pay attention to. So with that, I want to jump straight in because Bobby has a wealth of information and I want to give him enough time to go through a few concepts and a few thoughts about music marketing. So first, uh, Bobby, I want to start off with your book here, which is Music marketing for the DIY musician. And the, I'm going to make this more of a general or broad question, but why should I care about marketing as a, as a, as a DIY musician? Well, great. Thank you. Good question. Um, why should you care about marketing? Why should your audience care about marketing? Because essentially it's not enough just to create art. We have to understand what it is about our art that's going to be special or be important to the people that we'd like to enjoy that art. And we need to actually find ways to actually um, put, put it out there so that they can find us, so that they can purchase us, so that they can enjoy us. Um, and all of this has to do with marketing. It's not enough just to sit in your room and create and expect and hope that it's just going to find its way to your audience. You really, really have to go that extra distance to get it out there now. And unfortunately, a lot of artists don't understand that it's, it's, it's a two-step process. It's not just creating. The second part now is, is presenting it and getting it out there. And unfortunately, a lot of musicians need help on the second part there. Mm -hmm. Got it. So let me be transparent here. I think that the, the world of marketing can be really seemingly complicated and large and huge. You know, how, I, as a musician, how do I even begin to get my head around that? Do I have to be some type of marketing specialist? Will, will the folks in our audience, do they have to be marketing specialists? Like, how do you even get into that if you really see yourself more as a musician, not as some type of ad agency guy or gal? Right. Um, well, just like anything, we, we have to work at it, mm -hmm. especially in this day and age. Uh, we are in an age where um, most all independent labels, major labels, managers, agents, mm -hmm. you know, anyone out there, even film and TV licensing folks, you know, anybody out there that is, is going to be interested in what you do is going to want to see a story first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And we have to take charge of creating that story. We have to attract the attention of those that can help us by first helping ourselves. And essentially, this book is about being proactive. It's about rolling up your sleeves. It's about getting, creating your art and then making sure that it, it gets out there, that your message is, is, and story is told. Um, so there is no other way. We have to do this. Mm -hmm. And simply, we need not necessarily to go to school and get master's degrees in marketing. There's, a, you know, a number of, of primers on marketing out there that will, will assist you and get you sort of in the right ballpark. There are, you know, free um, articles out there that you can find on the sure. web. 
certainly on my website. Mm -hmm. There are um, courses that you could take at local community colleges. And of course, there's books like mine that you can read as well. Right. So you're saying that even though I'm not a marketing person, I don't pride myself on being some, you know, ad creating person or whatever, you're saying that I can actually learn this stuff is something that I can dig into and make sense of and actually be, be good at. Is that possible? Yes, um, it is possible. Of course, you know, you're, you're not talking about going out and, uh, and, and now working at, you know, a, a universal records in the marketing department. Mm -hmm. You're talking about having just enough skills to be able to get your, your stuff out there and to be able to, to do it in the right way as well. Uh -huh. um, so, yes, of course. I mean, think about this. You know, um, 20 years ago, it was important just to be a good musician. Right. So in other words, when I was coming up, I just practiced my, my, uh, off, if I could say that, um, you know, on the drums for hours and hours and hours and hours a day thinking I'm going to be the, the best drummer. And of course I understood, um, songwriting as well. So in my groups, I was able to participate in songwriting, but you know, it stopped pretty, for the most part, um, it, you know, it stopped with that. In other words, I didn't know how to record. I didn't, there were no laptops. There was no pro tools. Sure. Um, there was no Photoshop to help you create your, your posters and things like that. Um, but now in this day and age, um, people are going out and they're learning how to be musicians. They're also learning out how to, to record. They're learning how to use Photoshop a little bit. And they're going to have to learn how to do some marketing as well. They're going to have to learn how to understand what marketing is. And as you'll see in this interview, mm -hmm. it's a lot broader than you really think. Uh. Marketing is not just promotion. So let me ask you a question then. I've seen this before. Um, maybe you have to. Uh, and and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking for my listening audience here. But what about those instances where, you know, I have a phenomenal song. Maybe I put it up on YouTube or some other platform and it goes viral. Can, can I just create the music? Maybe people will just share it for me. Can it grow organically? Do I have to get all into this whole marketing thing? Well, you know, um, again, a great question. You know, I hear this all the time as an instructor at Musicians Institute in Hollywood and an, 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 an instructor at UCLA mm -hmm. and someone that speaks at panels all over the country at Berkeley, at University of Miami, etc. I hear this all the time. And with all due respect mm -hmm. to everybody listening, the problem is, is that all of us think we're good, right? Mm -hmm. All of us think that we create, um, you know, magic and all we have to do is sit in our bedrooms and like create it and then put it up on, you know, Beatport or put it up on SoundCloud or put it up on YouTube and magically the world is going to take over. Mm -hmm. They're going to discover us. They're going to knock on our door and say, your ship has come in. You know? right. yeah. I mean, all of us have the, that, that confidence, that drive to believe that we're good. And I don't want any I don't want to take that away from anybody. But this is where marketing comes in. Marketing comes in in not just thinking 
that you got the goods and putting it up there and wow, it's going to go viral. It's, it's knowing, it's researching, it's getting feedback from your, from, from professionals. It's getting feedback from your audience. It's understanding to whom precisely you're trying to reach. Sure. That can actually find out what it is that they need to push their buttons and then you can push those buttons. Marketing is about communication. Art is about communication. We don't want to just create stuff and and just have it sit in our drawer somewhere or sit on a hard drive somewhere. We want to communicate that message with other people. So this is where marketing comes in. We're not hoping. Hope is not a strategy. So yes, certainly it's happened where people have put up videos and and, uh, it's gone viral and two girls sing a Beyonce song and then Beyonce discovers them and signs them to her management company. I mean, that kind of stuff happened. You know, yes, in fact, that's a true story that did happen. But, uh-huh. you know, there's people that 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 also win the lottery, too. I yeah. mean, you know, so so we have to be we have to look at this more strategic. Um, uh, you know, uh, let, let's just take you and I, for example, sure. we're both author of uh, authors of books. Right? Sure. We are um, doing this um, podcast in part to share our knowledge and give back to the world and help the, the, the community of musicians. But at the same time, it's to let people know that we've written books and that um, these books are, are, are available for people. Sure. You know, that's, that's, that's not a bad thing. You know, I created something that's going to enrich people's lives and I am not afraid or ashamed to talk about it and say, hey, you guys, you know, there's a lot of love that went into this and this will be a, a, a great tool that could help you and the same thing with with your book as well i mean you know so look at us you know Mm -hmm. we're doing it we're not just sitting at home just expecting it to magically fly off the shelves and for everyone to know it exists right does that not make it good Uh, of course not the the books are excellent but you know that's not the way the world works you know i mean think about it apple every Mm -hmm. day is marketing sure. billboards all over the place right you know are, are they just expecting people to magically find their computers no they market everybody markets wow. makes sense wow so let's go a bit further into your book here and, and what you offer so if i were to pick up the the book music marketing for the diy musician what are the types of things that can I expect to walk away with or learn as as a musician? The book covers the complete marketing process, um, everywhere from um, everything from vision mm-hmm. to the execution of a marketing plan of attack. Um, a lot of people think that marketing starts after the product is finished and that marketing is essentially promotion. However, marketing is is so much more. It starts with a vision. It starts with an idea. It starts with a clear view of where it is that you want to go. Because if you don't know where you want to go, how is it possible that you map out the directions to get there? Right. It's kind of like MapQuest. Do you know MapQuest? It says, where are you now? Where do you want to go? If you don't know where you want to go and you don't have the exact address, it doesn't know how to tell you. Wow. 
to do. So, you know, many musicians listening might think mm-hmm. that they have an idea, but really, like, specifically, what is it that you want to do? Who is the audience that you're trying to reach? You know, who are your competitors, and how do you have a competitive advantage from your competitors? And you're saying, and you're saying, sorry, I want to jump in there. You're saying that that doesn't happen after. I create my song because I'll, I'll, I'll admit to you, I've done that before. I'll, I'll create a song or put up a single somewhere and I'm thinking, OK, now I have to market it. I have to create some art, you know, get it out there and in, in, in on the different platforms. But you're saying that marketing doesn't start when you have the product in your hand. Is that right? Yes, that, that's correct. However, I want to I want to um, talk a little bit about the creative process that you just brought up as well. Sure. I'm definitely not suggesting that as a writer, you know, I don't just sit and look at my computer and then just start typing and 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 writing what's coming from my heart. But mm-hmm. then, as I as I'm writing. Maybe I wasn't clear about what I was writing about. What what you're what that is then important to actually formulate. So in other words, if I'm just writing and just creating and sort of spitting it out, sure. at some point I'm going to have to start asking myself, what is it that I'm trying to say? Who is my audience? And then I need to go back and start sort of shaving that down and formulating that a little bit. Um, if you're just going to kind of write by accident and spit stuff out and then sort of figure out, okay, now what can I do with this? That's certainly a technique. But however, what's going to happen is that people are going to feel different things on different days, which is likely to happen. And then what you have is you have this eclectic mix of all this material and now you don't know what to do with it and the record companies don't know what to do with it and the managers don't know what to do with it because it's all over the map wow it's this it's that it's this it's that it's all you it's all creative it's all beautiful but it doesn't fit sort of a theme or a package and uh, essentially that is um how artists create a style. That's how an author creates an idea and a book. It's not all over the place. It, right. it, there's a strategy to it. So again, certainly I don't want to disrupt the creative process to everybody listening. You know, go jump in your room and just kind of write from the heart. But at some point, if you want to communicate to an audience, if you want other people to sort of share what it is you did, mm-hmm. you have to figure out the story behind it and how you're actually going to tell that story for people to become interested. Wow. Okay. So, and you correct me if I'm wrong or not, but marketing, when I hear about it, when I think about it, it seems like it could potentially be a full-time job. A lot of us, we, we hold our day jobs, you know, we, we, we make gig at night and, and, and write and things like that and, and, and practice on the weekends. That's a lot of, of work to do by myself. Like, help me to understand that. Is, is this really doable? Can I spend a lot of time marketing, but also try to spend time doing the writing and, and still doing the, the other things, holding my day job and all the things I just mentioned? Walk me through the, the, the your your thoughts about um, how much time I need to spend on the marketing piece and am I doing it doing it by myself what does that look like so the title of the book is um, music marketing for the DIY musician and mm-hmm. DIY is not necessarily to be taken literally as in do it all yourself 
it really means BYOB, be your own boss and be proactive, roll up your sleeves and simply not wait for anybody to come save you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there is no choice whether or not we have an hour, whether or not we have two hours or three hours, whether or not we're busy. There is no choice. It, there's nobody that's going to care more about your career than you. And there's nobody that's going to care more about getting the message out than you. So we have no choice. Mm. My, my answer to your question would be, yes, it's very, very doable, especially if you're doing the right things. And what's important is that we need to understand what those things are. It needs to be more strategic, more thought out, and not just these random things we do from a day-to-day basis, hoping that, again, we're gonna be discovered. Sure. So, by going through um, the steps in the book, by understanding truly what marketing is, you're gonna be more formulated about what you do. So the hour that you spend, or the half an hour you spend, Mm -hmm. is gonna be far more productive than just sort of randomly doing things and hoping that something sticks. So, yes, um, we have no choice. Whatever time that we could put in, we have to put in. Um, Of course, keep in mind, we need to also understand how to delegate the workload too as well. So if there's four members in a band, each person take a different part. One do social media, one do the booking, one do radio. Um, there's ways to get your fans excited and interested to help you as well. I had street teams of fans across the country all doing things mm-hmm. for me so you empower and get other people excited about working with you. Sure. And then of course one day if you have a little bit of money, there are services that you can actually hire that will do things for you. You can hire a publicist, you can hire a radio promoter, but word of caution, be careful. There are a lot of people out there on the web that uh, unfortunately are just trying to exploit the era that we live in. Mm-hmm. They know that there's a lot of musicians that you know, don't wanna do this stuff themselves and they're ready to take your money to do the same things that you could be doing yourself easily. Wow. So be careful on that one. Got it. So I know that there are a lot of sharks out there online. I've seen them myself buy these lists and things like that. Um, and, And you're absolutely right. People can just find themselves spending money on things that literally do nothing for their music career. But I want to turn our our audience attention to why they should focus on materials such as yours, which again is music marketing for the DIY musician. Walk us through what qualifies you to give us insight about the the music marketing world or what did you put in the in the book that I won't let's say find on some random article online. What what can I get out of your information? So the the book is um, based on um, tried and tested marketing techniques and concepts oh. that are used by some of the most innovative and successful companies and people um, that are not in any other marketing book. So as I was talking to you about um, in terms of being um, unique and innovative and mm-hmm. really thinking about what it's what it is you're doing rather than just spitting stuff out mm-hmm. and just hoping it's successful. I did a cre- an incredible amount of research before I actually started writing the book because I asked myself that same question. Mm-hmm. Who needs another marketing book? Right. right? So what I did is I went out and literally 
bought essentially every marketing book, not just every music marketing book, but every marketing book just on the general topic of marketing. And one of the things that I started to find out is um, that um, most of the people that are writing marketing books aren't including things like um, competitive advantage and positioning and SWOT analysis and customer analysis and market segmentation and company branding and product branding and pricing strategies and things of this nature. Tools that are, are very, very important to the world of, of marketing are not being taught to musicians. And I thought, why not? Hmm. This stuff is totally applicable. So the first thing I did is I wanted to use a lot of those those tools and I wanted to bring in um, a, a lot of the information um, from um, from expert marketers so in other words this isn't about Bobby Borg marketing techniques these are bringing in and synthesizing all of the literature out there on marketing mm -hmm. into a book that's comprehensive for for musicians um, the second thing that makes the book unique is that in every step that we talk about in the book there's actually a template that helps that asks you certain questions about your own um, particular product or service that you're going to put out. Sure. And then there's a sample to show you what your marketing plan of attack is supposed to look like. Okay. So it's a step-by-step -step process that each way talks about a specific marketing concept and then has questions and a template to help you put together your own plan of attack. Now, by putting together your own plan of attack, you're going to really internalize what it is that you're trying to do, mm -hmm. number one, which is gonna make it so much more clear about what it is and who you are and what you stand for. Number two, it's a communication tool that can be used among your band, among your team, so that they understand clearly what's going on. And third, it can be a document to use that will actually help you to get investors. This is the language that investors speak. Mm -hmm. They understand things about you know, vision and competitive advantage and things like that. Yeah. So all of those things. And then finally, um, the book is unique in that there's a number of resources in the back of the book. I mean, I think over about 500 resources of different websites that you can go to and different tools that I've checked out that I think could be valuable. Things like the music business registries, the Indie Bible, Radio Locator, you know, Bitly, Hootsuite, you know, certain tools that I think that would be good for them to use. And then it even refers them to another of other, a number of other books that are out there on the market as well, like David an excellent guide to look into about building brands, marketing management by Philip Kotler, positioning sure. by Jack Trout and Al Reese. And then, of course, the final component that makes the book unique is that it's written by a musician for musicians. So the language is very, very simple. It's very straightforward and it's mm. very conversational. It's not a, a book that's burdensome to get through. Yeah. And, and you can even skim through skim through the book as well. There's sure. box stories and, and, and bullet points and subtitles and, and main titles. So it's not, a, a, you don't look at it and go, oh my God, you know, I can't read this, you know, tw 25 pages of text. It's, um, it's a very, very doable book for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because, uh, you, know, you know, I like to be able to get information and be able to apply it right away. And, and from what I understand, people that, who pick up the book will be able to do that. Am I correct in that? 
Yes, you're, you're correct. Uh, absolutely. Um, it was written for that purpose. I mean, keep in mind, I practiced everything that, that I'm, I am preaching today. And one of the things that I, I did before I started writing was I asked myself, who is my audience? You know, what is it that they want? What is it that they that they need? You know, what are the, the, the different groups and, and, and artists that they're interested in? You know, what are the things that they're confused about? And then essentially, I started to put together that information and then even went further to test the information. Literally every paragraph, every chapter was tested on my target audience. And my target audience is essentially the audience that's listening to the podcast right now. Awesome. They read every single chapter, they gave me feedback, and when there were things that maybe weren't working, I actually fixed those things. And um, the book was written over a period of seven years and um, it incorporates um, all my knowledge as um, a USC graduate in communications management, as a UCLA graduate in marketing and project management, as a Berkeley College of Music graduate in professional mm -hmm. music, sure. and as years as a professional musician. So again, this isn't Bobby Borg concepts of marketing. It's my personality telling the story of marketing, essentially. Let me provide something here for the audience uh, before we get out of here today. I do want, I want to encourage everyone, of course, to grab the book, Music Marketing for the DIY Musician by Bobby Bork. But before uh, they get a chance to get their hands on the book, which I'm hoping they will do right now, I believe it's an excellent read. Tell us about something that we can do from a marketing standpoint today, right now, Bobby, that can have an impact on what we're doing. So for the average, let's say, songwriter or band out there, give me one tip that we can put into place today that will have some type of impact with respect to our marketing message or our branding. Yes, sure. One of the things I, I really have found that um, a lot of young musicians are doing is they're doing things and hoping that they work and hoping that something is going to happen. So in other words, people are, are, are good at like building their Facebook, building their Instagram, you know, uploading stuff onto SoundCloud and things of that nature, and maybe reach out to a couple fans and, you know, and send a couple emails and that type of thing. And, um, you know, usually at seminars, when I talk, people will say, you know, Bobby, I'm doing all these things, but somehow I don't feel like I'm getting to the next level. And my question to them is, how do you know that what you're doing is working? Hmm. And there's silence. Right. And you see that the light goes off in their heads and they go, I really, I guess I really don't. You know, because, you know, great. We have a couple people that, you know, that respond to us, maybe write back to us on Facebook and things like that. You know, I, I've seen people with, um, you know, 100,000 Instagram friends and then I go to their show and there's four people there. You know, you know, so, huh. you know, these Instagram fans that we have, I mean, uh, you know, are they are they interested enough to actually purchase our stuff? Right. You know, and, and, you know, great. They're looking at our pictures and they're like putting little hearts next to us eating ice cream on Instagram and stuff and eating pizza. And here's us in our rehearsal room. But what is what does that matter? Is it working? Are you connecting with them? Are they listening to your music? Are they buying your music? Are they coming to your shows? So what we need to do is we need to what, what do what's called measure your marketing. Mm. You need to understand whether or not what you're doing is working. 
you know, when you're sending out your emails, how many people are actually opening the emails? How many people are going to your website? And how many people are actually staying on your website? You know, there's tools that we can actually use that will tell us all these things. And when we're doing something wrong, we need to fix them because otherwise we're going to do the same things over and over and over again. And years are going to pass us by and we're going to wonder why we're not successful. And essentially, it's because you're doing stuff, you're working hard, mm. but you're not working smart. Wow. So it's very, very important to, um, to think about this. You know, measure your marketing. Don't assume you know what is working and what's not working. Be, be actually really clear and then fix those things. So that would be a really, really important thing that I think a lot of people uh, fail to do. Wow. That, that's amazing. I, and I didn't, I didn't think about that, having all these followers online, but not have them do anything in, in, in actuality or anything that will benefit you maybe to the bottom line or to your shows or maybe purchases and things like that. That's I never thought about that because a lot of us, I think, really are taken by, hey, I have so many followers or so many likes and things like that or views, but you're saying that it really comes down to them engaging in a way that makes sense for you as a musician. Wow. If I could, I want yeah. to share a quick story with sure, you. Sure, please. Okay. All right. So I'm at a very, very, uh, I'm, at, I'm at an age where I was able to experience the world before the internet. Mm -hmm. I know that might sound crazy to some of your fans. But <laughs> I was, you know, maybe about 20 when the internet came out. The internet came out sort of, you know, around 1991 or 92, right? Mm. Or 93, it became commercial. Um, in any case, I was able to experience the world before then. And that world before was a world where in order for fans to get in touch with you, they would have to read about you in a magazine, see your address for your fan club, mm -hmm. write you a letter. Then you would have to go to the post office, you would have to open up that letter, mm -hmm. read it, and then stuff an envelope and send it back to the fan. And that's essentially how you communicated with your fans. Or your fans came out to your show and they talked to you at your show, but right. that's essentially what we were dealing with. So um, I spent months months like opening every letter trying to communicate with the fans and I remember there was one particular fan that stood out that kept on writing and I would write back and I would spend my time to write back to them and you know and then finally one day I asked this fan by letter you know what is your favorite song on the record and they said record I didn't buy your record what? And I wrote back and I said to them, then why are you writing us? And they said, because you're the only person that writes back. That's crazy. <laughs> so my point was, was, here I am spending all my time, yeah. with this, and which by the way, turned out, and how am I supposed to know, turned out to be an 11-year-old girl that oh, looks at these fan magazines and, and saw the picture of a band that right. she was interesting, <laughs> wrote them, they wrote back, and that's the only reason why she writes. She doesn't have our record, she hasn't bought it, and I'm thinking, you know, what am I doing here? Because you take her and you multiply that by, I'm sure, hundreds of others uh -huh. doing the same thing. And I am not focused. I am just throwing stuff out there, hoping that it's going to work. And doing that is the definition of insanity, right? Wow. Doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results. It was going nowhere. And I feel that's exactly what's happening on Facebook and Instagram. Right. 
communicating with a lot of people that might not have ever even clicked on a link of your music, just might be interested in because they think you're handsome or cute. Right. And, um, and, and it's just all just one big pen pal club. It's just all one big fan club. It's just all, at the end of the day, one big waste of a time if you're running a business. That because is crazy. When we're running businesses, if you're not bringing in money, it's not a business. Right. It's a hobby. Wow. And you guys listening, you're in this to be a business, right? This isn't a hobby. This isn't for fun. And if it's for fun and it's a hobby, that's another story. Sure. Otherwise, we need to get more direct. We need to know what we're doing out there. We need to measure. We need to be more strategic. This is all a pain in the butt. We all would rather be doing our music. But in this DIY age that we live in today, you have to attract the attention of those that can help you by first helping yourself. You have to be the CEO of your own company. And once you get the ball running, once you get leverage going, people will take notice and people will be interested in you. And, uh, and, and people will come in and wanna, and wanna work with you. But you have to get things going. You have to do this on your own. You have to pretend as if nobody else exists out there. Wow. That is phenomenal, man. Your insight is just amazing. And, and for those of you who are listening here to the podcast today, that last story alone is a, a reason enough to go grab the book Music Marketing for the DIY Musician. Again, that's Music Marketing for the DIY I-Y musician. Hey, Bobby, will you tell the audience how they can get a copy of the book, please? Yeah, sure. You can you can very simply just go to Amazon, of course, and they have it available physically or they have it available digitally. I mean, you can always go to the Apple iTunes store and get it digitally there as well. Um, if you'd like, you could also order it from my website at www.bobbyborg.com and you know, it's always a pleasure for me to autograph the book and then I send a couple extra special gifts uh, with the package as well. Sweet. Um, so those would probably be the, the three ways. You can always go to a bookstore as well and order it um, if they don't have it on the shelves. Okay. Awesome. Hey, listen, again, the knowledge today was just amazing. We would like to stay uh, in contact with you and, and follow what you're doing. How do we keep up with you on, our, on a regular basis? Do you have any social profiles out there that we can uh, follow that we can, uh, again, stay up, up to date on what you're, what you're sharing and talking about out there? Where, where can we find you? So first of all, my name is Bobby Borg. It's spelled B-O-R-G. So once you have that, just go to Facebook, do a search for me. You'll, you'll find me there and you'll recognize me because all my posts are obviously about the music business and marketing. You can go to Instagram as well. You could go to um, Twitter and then also to YouTube. Those are the, are the platforms that I, I frequent the most. Um, so please find me there. And I'm constantly posting articles, not just uh, myself of, of my own things, but of, of other people's uh, works as well. So, um, you know, definitely, um, definitely please join me up there. And of course, you can always just email me from my website at www.bobbyboard.com. Let's just say, for example, if you had a quick question or something. Wow, okay, well, hey guys, you got the invitation. Make sure you go to Bobby's website. We'll put this in the uh, the show information in the, in the show notes so you guys can link, uh, grab the links and go to his website. So he just gave you an invitation. Why in the world would you not take him up on that invitation? Maybe to get some additional knowledge for your marketing and your branding and just getting your message 
in the hands of the folks that uh, that you want to respond. You want to create fans that respond to your music. Bobby will show you how to do it. Again, Bobby's book is Music Marketing for the DIY Musician. Hey, Bobby, I thank you so much for your time. You've been great. You've been informative. Man, we want to make sure that we grab that book. Hey, Bobby, thank you so much for joining us today on SWIM. Hey, thanks very, very much for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, guys, again, make sure you check out Bobby Borg, Music Marketing for the DIY Musician. Bobby is a wealth of information. The man knows what he's talking about, man. Please support him. Check him out. Hey, also, you can find Bobby's links in the show notes. You can find it in this podcast information section. So where you hit play for this podcast, uh, search down in that area where you see some descriptions about the show, today's show, you'll see his links right there. Check him out. Follow him. All you're going to do is help yourself by doing so. Hey, that's today's show. We're out of here. Make sure you share this podcast. Share it with your teachers. Share it with your bandmates, band members, with your mama, with your daddy, whatever, man. Just uh, spread the word. We need your backing. We need your support. And uh, yeah, send us a review, preferably on iTunes. And check us out on the next show. Gets old. I know there's gotta be a better way for me in this life.